Hey, I'm Ben. And I'm Wolf, and welcome to this podcast has no name. For those of you who are lacking in the brain cell department, it's the, uh, the podcast that hasn't uh, doesn't doesn't got a name. That's right. And today we uh, were pretty all over the board. We talked about about uh, major life decisions and uh, what went into your decision to move to Calgary. We talked about a lot of other things too, like lots of small topics. But and one one of the most one of the more notable ones would be uh, you know some of the reviews we've gotten. And at the end of the episode, we also make our round two predictions for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I hope you all enjoy. So last week's episode was pretty good, eh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, I think it was uh, pretty good, pretty, uh, I'd say, an anomaly for this early on in the podcast. Do we have any, uh, do we have any, (laughs) we're already cutting cutting each other off, this is fantastic. Do we have any, uh, have any good reviews from last week? We've got some good reviews from last week, but, but, you know, the golden episode that was episode one, we've got some pretty brutal ones, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like uh, (laughs) this uh, three-star review on iTunes that starts with, okay, it was awful, but still amusing. A little bit uh, of an all-over-the-place review, but uh, two charming fellows babbling on for a while, but on the bright side, it can only get better, one hopes, she adds. It isn't really cool to display ignorance about a wide range of topics, but youth is still forgiven everything, mostly. It's like the least aggressive review ever, or trying to make it at this time in history is a worthy pursuit. Full of mistakes, but enriching all the same. All the best in the future. Thanks. Thanks, Prairie Sizzle. I really appreciate that one. Yeah, that's one of the most uh, mixed reviews I've ever seen in my life. Well, I mean, on the upside here, on the upside... It can only get better, one hopes. So the three-star reviews, like, we're going to have five stars rolling in right quick, baby. I'd like to know if they listen to the second episode because I feel like they'd be singing a different tune, but uh, I think we can both agree the first episode was not our best effort. Well, I mean, it was an effort, and that's the, that's a first for me, so it's a pretty well, good effort. Yeah, yeah, it got us out there, and uh, obviously the second episode was a lot better, but... Uh, with most firsts, there's uh, some challenges to overcome. You know, I think it's um, it's still better than that one podcast idea we tried where we were going to do an ASMR podcast for 55 minutes a week. Yeah, we actually recorded 18 episodes of that, but uh, it was deemed unfit for public consumption. Yeah, so this is our take two, and that's why it has no name, because that way iTunes won't flag it right away. Any reviews that you saw from uh, any other platforms there, Wolf? Uh, yeah, I saw one, uh, just gotta pull it up here. Yeah, I saw one on, uh, SoundCloud about the first episode that, uh, was short and sweet. Said that, uh, you need better equipment or to master out the static sounds like you recording under a waterfall. And that came from a guy who has the, the Halo character as his, uh, profile photo. But you know what, Halo guy? I'll have you know that, uh... Yeah, I don't know about you, but my uh, my laptop is uh, clean as a whistle. It smells like Old Spice now. Yeah, it makes them work better, I hear, too, when they're nice and covered in body wash and dirty shower water. Yeah, this is really going nowhere fast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> One observation from last episode, and it was a pretty critical, pretty important observation. We missed the most important dating app in the history of dating apps, and, you know, that's farmers only. I have to say... I can't use it because I'm not uh, one of the superior species in the world, that being a farmer. But uh, I, I hope that all goes well for all those farmers. Uh, maybe one day I'll 
put on a cosplay and you know hop on there and do some swiping yeah no pretty uh pretty big blunder by us to miss that one uh, not sure how it uh slipped through the cracks but it did and uh nothing really to nothing really to say there other than we blew it any food that is produced by a farmer for the next week i'm not gonna eat whether it's vegetables fruits whatever meat anything you know i gotta i gotta do do right by the farmers yeah well isn't there a mcdonald's right near your house yeah, but meat and bread typically have ingredients from farmers. I'm just going to eat grass from my front yard full of pesticides. Right on. Extra nutrients. Well, uh, let's hope that those reviews go in the upwards direction sometime soon because, I mean, with these sorts of reviews, iTunes is sure to take us down right away. And every other platform, I'm not so sure, but I'm sure it won't well, last long. Spotify was spark. Was spart- Jesus. Spotify was smart enough to not even let us onto their uh, platform, so uh, kudos to them, and uh, yeah. see you in hell. I'll uh, I'll get over that demon one day, though. We will be we funny will if, be if we just sat here and ripped on Spotify for like a solid half hour. Spotify, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> they actually, you know, funny thing about Spotify, just on since it came up, uh, I don't know if you know much about like Apple Music, but. It's essentially like the same price, same sort of thing as uh, Spotify. But because of that, in the App Store, uh, Spotify isn't um, prioritized in any way. So like, you really have to do your looking to come up with Spotify. You'll never see it on any featured charts. They won't let anybody use any Apple payment systems for Spotify. Like They're really, 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 um, I guess, pushing against Spotify being on their devices. But... Uh, Spotify actually made a YouTube video a few weeks ago with a website link and everything that said stop Apple from like uh, essentially like blocking them from being able to put their app on there. So uh, yeah, they like flat out called out Apple. Steve Jobs is probably rolling in the grave right now. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, it's a competitive uh, industry streaming music, but uh, I guess if you want to use Spotify, uh, it may come down to you're going to have to get an Android phone in the future. No, whenever I text somebody if they have if uh, they're showing up in the green bubbles, uh, I seriously consider whether it's worth pursuing a relationship with them. I uh, I don't even consider. I just throw my phone at the wall until the contact disappears. Well, no wonder you lost the deposit then. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of uh, fun apps on uh, cell phones, good old social media. You know, my favorite. It only consumes about 94.5% of my daily daily time. But um, I don't know. Have you been getting lots of uh, Snapchat ads lately from people you don't know there, Wolf? I've been getting uh, been getting ad. Uh, people have been adding me on there uh, that are uh, basically porn bots, I think. Yeah, that's uh, generally speaking what I'm getting from there too. But... I got this one a couple days ago. It was, uh, I think it was Real Donald Trump or something. I was like, fuck, what a fucking bot. So I just deleted it and uh, didn't even add them. But, I mean, who knows who that would have been. Some, some like, fucking porn star or something, probably. Probably Real Donald Trump. Oh, shit, that's right. You know, I thought it was Donald with a silent T at the end of it. Totally different person. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I was reading something yesterday, and, you know, the Internet is uh, not a very reliable place. But um, someone was saying that, uh, you, you know how you can put, ad, uh, what is it, the location on your Snapchat account yeah. so that people, yeah. like, friends and shit can see it? Um, 
they uh, were saying that that has something to do with like sex tra- sex trafficking, where like they can track your location with certain people who add these random accounts. And I mean, I can't attest to this because my location was on several times when I've added these people and removed them, and I've never been trafficked. I mean, I don't know if that's just because I'm a dude or not, but um, I could see how that would be possible. But it also th- kind of makes you wonder what uh, what can see what with your location when you have it on. Oh, that's uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, what's really popular now is a lot of people have those like Google Home or Alexas in their house. Yeah. Yeah, and basi- basically, what I've read is that those things are just listening to you twenty four seven, like whether you're using it or not. Well, that's a little fucking weird. I mean, that very well might be a conspiracy theory, but I could definitely. Uh, I mean, I I'd never have one of those things in my house. Is all I'm saying. Google Home's out of the bedroom stat. Yeah, get them out of there. Get them out. Get them <laughs> off the living room table. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, speaking of locations, and like this is a little, a little odd. I met this friend here uh, when I moved here, and um, Snapchat location was like a big thing, and mm-hmm. uh, in in what he did, I guess. But uh, I turned my location off for Snapchat just because, like, I, I don't know. I've never had it on before until I moved here, and then I turned it on. And I don't know why I turned it on, but I just, I don't know. I don't like it. And um, I got a text or a Snapchat message from him, and it's like, uh, where are you? And I was like, at home, whatever. And he's like, really? Because I don't see you there? I'm like, oh, God, okay. I'm getting heavily, heavily watched right now. So, um, yeah, that's a little uncomfortable. That, that that did happen, though. So, I mean, I don't know. What, would, what the fuck do you even do in a situation like that? I guess it's just, like, leave it off forever, but... Fuck. My, uh, my default response would be to burn my fingerprints off and de- uh, find a fake identity, develop a new identity. This doesn't seem like a bit of an overreaction at all. Nope, that seems like a totally normal reaction to this scenario. Identity theft is a totally legal thing, anyway, so it'll be pretty fun. It's totally legal. Yeah, I've done it a few times. <laughs> yeah, so I just like want to have a few different it. aliases. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to have an alias. I'm just thinking about, you know what I was thinking about the other day was witness protection. I wonder what it'd be like to be in a witness protection program. In what instance would that ever be something that comes to mind, out of curiosity? Uh, I was watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and there's an episode where uh, two of the characters go into witness protection, so I guess that might have been why. So what specifically does that even entail, though? Well, basically, it's like if somebody... um, if you're involved in bringing down like a dangerous criminal organization, something like that, and they know that you've done it, basically uh, you get placed into witness protection program, which means they relocate you to a new location and they give you a new identity and probably change your appearance a little bit so that uh, you're not in harm's way, so that you're not in danger of uh, this organization hunting you down and making you pay for having them arrested. I'm just going to put it out there that if you've done it once, can you not do it again? What do you mean? Like, I mean, you took them out once. Can you not take them out again? Well, I mean, it, it could be... This should be the witness uh, promotion program. Like, they should actively promote your location so that people can come <laughs> hunt you down and you take them out one by one. Yeah, that would be a more efficient way of doing things, for sure. 
or just actively broadcast where this person is like put it like blast it all over social media like you know on like all these different pages and then um have all the gang members show up and it's actually just a police raid well the other thing i know about it is like if your cover gets blown when you're in witness protection program it's a big deal because then they have to relocate you again and create another fake identity for you that's really weird and that goes on for i guess the rest of your life yeah, like, can you imagine just randomly, it's like, okay, Ben, you're not Ben anymore, you're Todd, and you live in Iowa, and, you know, this is where you live now, and you can't see your friends or family or have contact with them anymore, but, oh, you blew your cover, so now you live in Florida, and your name's Jared. Like, that would just be I, kind of a wow. really mind-blowing experience, trying to forget your entire existence as Ben and trying to relearn, you know, to answer to a new name and everything. No way that's actually, like, is that seriously true? I'm pretty sure, but I mean, you don't know about anybody in witness protection because they're in witness protection. Damn. What if everybody I know is in witness protection? Yeah, this could, that'd be funny if you did, if you knew somebody who was in witness protection but didn't know they were in witness protection. Fuck. I guarantee someone's going to listen to this who actually knows about witness protection programs and is going to go, yeah, that's all wrong. <laughs> but they, they, they can't say it. <laughs> Just actively putting their name. Oh, you're going to get a one-star review on our next yeah, episode. Scathing review. Protection. One star. Completely, in, uh, completely wrong about everything to do with witness protection program. Would not recommend to a friend. Pablo Escobar comments on our post. Oh, it was just an open identity and we took it. In the reality of the world now, I don't think anywhere in the world would truly be safe from these people. Because they know what you look like. And they know, like you can always catch a flight to somewhere, right? So, I mean, like if that's truly how it works, every single person in witness, witness protection program should pretty much be brought to the North Pole or the South Pole, and that's about it. Because those are the hardest to access. I've decided that that's now a law. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's obviously going to be logistical barriers to everything, right? But I don't know. There's probably some security parameters in place. Like you might have somebody that has to... Like it might be like the Secret Service. Like I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, when you're elected president, you get the Secret Service for the rest of your life. Yeah, I did. So although I think they might have... They might have changed that, though. I think uh, Obama might be the last one that gets Secret Service for all of his life. But, I mean, if I was a Secret Service member, I'd want Jimmy Carter. Can you imagine how easy it is being his Secret Service member? Probably not very easy. Why? Well, didn't he die? No, he's the oldest out-of-office president. So why would that be... Why would that be easy? Well, imagine the lifestyle of a 80-something-year-old former president. It's probably not that exciting. It's probably just, you know, lays around the house all day, read the paper, maybe golf once in a while. Fair enough, fair enough. I can see where you're coming from. As opposed to, as opposed to having to follow Obama's kids around while they go to college. That's a good point. Well, someone like Donald Trump, for example, like, being the person that he is and the amount of money that he has, why should he have free security provided to him for the rest of his life? I mean, you know what I mean? He has served the country, so I can understand how that would make sense, but it just seems a little... Define served the country. I uh, There's a lot of definitions for one word, and that's why I chose that word, because when you go to a restaurant, <laughs> you have good service and you have bad service. 
so he served the country. He didn't, uh, he didn't, uh, you know, save the country or anything like that. I'll leave that up to opinion on what sort of service Donald Trump has provi- provisioned. Yeah, not touching that one with a 20-foot pole. Well, I prefer 22.4-inch poles, but whatever. That's a very arbitrary number, don't you think? Well, it's just long enough that my arms can't reach it. I have two foot long arms. <laughs> so you're like a you're uh, like a T Rex then. What? You said you have two foot long arms. Oh, I guess my arm is longer than two feet. Like a like a T Rex, you know. <laughs> Man, that was a really uh, so I mean, um, you know, but like the thing is, is like, I feel like a lot of times in our lives, the decisions we make are really made to sound easy. Like you know, everybody's supposed to go to university, but like. I feel like it's uh, usually a lot harder than people assume it'll be. Yeah, for sure. I think that with any major decision such as that, there's always going to be a list of pros and cons that you you have to weigh and try and make the best decision for yourself. I mean, I'm sure when you decided that you were going to, you know, pick up everything and move to a city where you didn't know anybody, there was probably a, li- a list, even if you had, didn't have a physical list, there was probably a list in your head of, good things about this and bad things about this and what could go wrong and everything. So, I mean, you have to kind of take that into consideration. I did, uh, I did actually make a physical list and I have to say the pros and the cons were totally dead even. So were they? Uh, uh, pretty close. There was a couple more pros and they were kind of just bullshit pros, like cheaper gas. Cause you know, that lasted long. Now it's even the exact same price as Manitoba, but those sort of things. And in the end it ended up being pretty even. Right. But yeah, I know so, what you mean. I, I get what you're saying. You, know, you are correct on that. That does make sense. It also doesn't surprise me that you actually made a list because I know you to be a very organized person. You are correct on that as well. So I, I, I can totally imagine you just sitting down at your kitchen table one night and making pros and cons of moving to Calgary. I actually wrote it all over my walls. And the only reason I had to move was because I was escaping the crazy landlord for writing in Sharpie all over every wall in the house. Yeah, well, uh, good luck getting that deposit back. I imagine there came a point, like, when you first decided, okay, I'm going to move, you had, you know, your list of things to do and things that you needed to do, like you have to find somewhere to live and you have to, you know, figure out how you're getting there and how to get your car there, which I know you just drove, so that's not really, wasn't really that hard of a decision to come to, but there comes a time with everything where things, you probably encountered some unforeseen challenges and, you know, people might have given you forewarnings of, uh, what to expect when you move to a new city or things you're going to deal with. So thinking back on my life, I think about um, moving through school. Like when I was in elementary school and I was getting ready to move to junior high, they would tell me, they'd be like, you got to buckle down, do your work. Cause in junior high, the teachers aren't going to chase you around for your work and hound you to do your work. And then when I got to junior high, they told me this, they, they did. And then they told me the same thing about high school. Teachers aren't going to chase you around and hound you to do your work. And then I got to high school and they did. And they kept doing that. And my whole life, I felt I'd been lied to almost because they're like, you need to do this because they're not going to do it. And they did. And then they said the same thing about university. And then you get to university and you find out they're not hounding me for my work. They could not care less if you do your work or not. So to that point, I had been kind of conditioned into into the sense of, you know, expecting them to chase me around for my papers or to get ready for tests and everything, but they basically just lay it out on the table. Here's the days the tests are on. Here's when your papers are due. Here's what to write your paper on. Bye. And that was about it. Like they don't even bother 
like they don't care if you even come to class most of the time. So this is true. This is very true. It's pretty, pretty crazy change. And you know, I think that also does kind of apply to like, in in some aspects to like you know when I moved, a lot of people are like, yeah, you should try this place or you should do this or like I hear this is really good or, um, or just all these recommendations for people who have visited Calgary as like a, uh, like a, a destination I guess not as like a they haven't lived here, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> the thing is, is like I could easily fly to Toronto or fly to New York tomorrow, and then come back and I hear someone's moving to New York or Toronto or whatever, and um. I'm like, oh, you know, I tried this one really good place, and you should really go there, or you should, uh, you should live in this area because I really like. I think has a nice area, but when it comes down to it, like, you really don't get any sort of perspective at all when you're traveling somewhere. Like, I can tell you where the worst area in the city is now. I had no idea when I moved here where the worst area in the city is. Quite honestly, I live about five to ten driving minutes away from it. So, like, I mean. It's not so, um, actually that's not true, that that's not one of the worst areas, but it's, it's not the best either, but, like, you set up, you get set up for, like, these expectations where, like, you should try this place because it's going to be great, and then the people, like, they're not tourists, or they, they are tourists, sorry, and then when you're not a tourist and you're seeing it from, like, an actual inside perspective, you see how terrible it is, or, like, I had this weird concept from what I'd read everywhere online that, like, Everybody that moves to Calgary is, like, from outside of Calgary, which is true, but it's also not true. I've met quite a few people who actually have lived here their entire lives, and you're led to believe that you'll almost never meet someone that lives in Calgary for their entire lives because they all move away when people, like, move here. And I don't know why that's a, a common misconception, but, like, there's, like, these things you don't expect that you're actually having. And also, a lot of people who lived here their entire lives, the same way as Winnipeg, they hate it here. So, <laughs> it's a kind of funny little thing. Uh, everybody who lives in a city, I guess, for their entire lives, they hate it. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of common. Like, I know all kinds of people, and myself included, that, you know, shit talk Winnipeg, basically. And I think it's kind of comes with the territory of living somewhere, is that because I've lived here my entire life, I know all the ins and outs of the city, and I know where the bad neighborhoods are and where... Uh, you know, I know some good spots for restaurants and things, and I and I also know that it gets super freezing cold here during the winter, which is my least favorite part of the city. And so people talk, you know, they complain about that. And I think it kind of comes with the territory of living somewhere, because I'm sure you've met people in Calgary, like you just said, that, you know, complain about the city and say how much they hate it. But if somebody were to come in from outside, like if someone came here from Victoria to Winnipeg and said, oh, this city's horrible, You'd pro- I would probably start saying, it's not that bad, you know, so I think it all is a, it's all a sense of perspective of where you're from and what your, you know, your experiences are. I will say that um, my opinion has grown on Winnipeg. I'm starting to see the benefits and that a lot of the things that I didn't like about Winnipeg mm-hmm. were created. Like, I thought that there was no good spots to go out in Winnipeg. Well, in reality, I didn't actually go out and try and find them. I just kind of didn't even think. And now here I'm actually trying places because, you know, I'm new here. I'm going to try a whole bunch of different things, and I'm finding all these spots that I like. And now I'm thinking back, I'm like, well, I didn't try any of these places when I lived in Winnipeg, so it's kind of on me. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think uh, too much of the same thing is is always a bad thing. But, again, like uh, that same thing where people tell me something that they thought was true didn't end up being true, like... Um, things like um, Chinooks are the best thing that's ever happened because you know it gets to be like 15 degrees in the middle of the winter here for like three or four days 
which does happen. But then there's months where, in entire months where there's no Chinooks and you just kind of have to d deal with it, which happened this February. So, I mean, I wasn't here yet, thankfully, so I didn't have to deal with that cold ass shit. But I did with, actually, I dealt with it in Winnipeg, anyways. But, or, um, how people say that, uh, you know, you're only 12 hours from your family, you can easily just hop in your car and drive back. But no, you have to take time off of work. There's, there's actually, like, you need, you need to plan these things in advance. So it's not as easy as people think like to, to to stay in communication with people because you're you are quite a ways away so for sure so let me ask you this like when you had you ever been to calgary before you moved there about four or five times yeah you've been five times about that okay so when you decided to move there did that factor into your decision or was it just uh, yeah i mean throw a dart at, at a map and yeah the main reason for moving here was that uh I mean, every time I'd take a vacation, I would want to go to the mountains, right? It's just kind of because I fucking loved going for hikes in the mountains. But I mean, after a certain amount of time, you you don't really. Um, I w if I'm gonna go on vacations and I have to spend a whole bunch of money to drive out here and go and hike these mountains because I like it, why don't I just move out here where it's like literally an hour away? Plus, job, there was lots more opportunities out here for that, and there's a lot that went into it, but I mean, I think, yeah, that it, being here before was definitely helpful, but I'm starting to see as I'm here that it's really not as big of a city as I thought it was. It's actually pretty small in comparison to some of the other ones. However, it is, like, gigantic compared to Winnipeg, so there is that, too. Okay, so that kind of ties into my next question. So when you decided to, or when you finally, like, got out there and got settled... In what ways did did Calgary live up to your expectations, and in what way did maybe some of your preconceived notions, like in what way did you find things were different than you thought they were going to be? Um, one of the things I thought would be way different is that I thought drivers would be better here. Gratefully, they go the speed limit, but oh my god, they're fucking atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic is terrible here. I didn't actually truly understand how bad it was, but... Uh, between the hours of like 8 and 10 and like or not 8 and 10 like 7 and 9 and like 3 and 6 fuck if I want to be downtown because it's not true I don't traffic is terrible um, it did live up in my expectations that I mean I find that life is a little bit more affordable here there's no uh, secondary tax it's just 5% so that helps um, but I mean that's kind of that's uh that one's hard to not live up to my expectations when it comes to money, because that's like a set in stone thing. But um, younger people, that one I kind of expected, and it is true. But uh, the conservatives are rampant. I did not expect that, and that kind of was a little bit weird. And one thing that I have to say that I've been saying to everybody that I've had this conversation with here or anywhere, um, one thing that I had no idea I'd ever expect. I have to say, like, at least half, if not more, of the population, which is, like, a huge surprise coming from somewhere like Manitoba, they smoke or they vape or they jewel, I guess. That's a thing now, but, like, it's bad. Like, you go somewhere and 90% of the time you're going to smell cigarette smoke somewhere. So that's that one. That one caught me off guard big time. Like, I'd say probably about, of the 25 people I work with, probably about 15 of them smoke. So, yeah, it's crazy. For sure, for sure. Do you think that might just uh, be a byproduct of the fact that the population there is a lot bigger than the one here? 
Uh, not really, because Vancouver isn't the same. Either a friend from Vancouver was in town, and he said it was surprising to him too. But I think, quite honestly, it has a lot to do with the oil. Um, people who have worked on the rigs, I mean, like, it's just kind of a thing they do to pass time, for fuck's sakes. So, uh, yeah, that's probably it. And money. They have the money, too. So, you know, it's like uh, like drug issues where there's rich kids, they just kind of... They buy drugs because they don't have things to do with them or things to do with their money, right? So that's I think that has something to do with it too because it's not exactly cheap either. All right, so Stanley Cup has been a an interesting point of conversation on t- Twitter lately, from what I've seen, and you, uh, you know the, the you first know? round. What's that? That's everybody who doesn't like hockey is turning it off right now. Well, goodbye, friends. Um. So uh, you know, crazy things have been happening this year. I, I want to make a prediction. I'm gonna. My prediction is going to be the one that is right because I'm always right. So we should do second round predictions right now. I vote. What do you think, Wolf? Let's do it. All right. I'll let you go first, sir. Let's do. Uh, let's do. Go from Pacific, Pacific to uh, Atlantic. In the West, we got San Jose playing Colorado. Uh, really pretty epic series there between the Golden Knights and the Sharks. Big comeback win for the Sharks there. And uh, Colorado beating Calgary. I definitely didn't see that one coming. So uh, both teams are coming in. uh, You know, won their series as the underdog, I would say. And uh, I think in that one, I think San Jose's probably got the edge. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a little bit more. They're a little bit fresher. They've been playing. I know their series went longer, but that means they they've been they're uh, still sharp. So uh, I think I, I think I'll take San Jose in that one. For what reason I don't know. I just think that uh, they're more fresh, right? Or not fresh? They're more sharp right now, and they've got Colorado, who's coming off quite a bit of rest. So yeah, I'll take San Jose. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, other series in the West there, we got Dallas and St. Louis. Uh, I really don't want St. Louis to win that series because uh, I just can't stand them now after they beat the Jets in the first round. And I think it'd be cool to see Dallas have a deep run. I like Jamie Benn. I like uh, Ben Bishop. So uh, I'm going to take Dallas in that one over St. Louis just for personal reasons. And then over That's in the exactly East. That's exactly the way I phrased it last night to my roommate. I said just I want uh, Dallas to win. For personal reasons, and he responded, he wants Boston to uh, lose for personal reasons as a Leafs fan. So that's really funny you brought that up. Yeah, right on, right on. Always got to have that uh, that hatred going in hockey. Over in the East, uh, Carolina playing the Islanders, and that's an interesting one for me because the Islanders used to be my favorite team. But uh, I'm really on board with what the Hurricanes have been doing this year. I think they're a great story. Uh, everybody seems or. Everybody's really divided about the storm surge celebrations after the wins, and uh, I think they're pretty cool. Uh, so I'll take. I'm going to go for Carolina on that one. Uh, I think they're going to shock the world and go to the conference final. And uh, the other series, Boston Columbus. I'm going to take Boston in that one. All right. So I mean, on uh, on my perspective here, San Jose's got the win against Colorado for sure. They're um, I think a more well-rounded team. I think Colorado kind of had a bit of a a run of luck against Calgary to be honest um, but uh, I don't know overall I think the Sharks are just too the Sharks are just too uh, too strong I think to uh, be taken down by Colorado Calgary has its weaknesses uh, and that's very very well known by uh, most people so I think San Jose uh, I think between uh, Dallas and uh, St. Louis 
Jordan Bennington's big nose isn't going to help anybody this time around. So, and uh, you know, Jamie Ben Ben Bishop, we are all family when your when your name's Ben. So, uh, you know, Dallas has got it for sure. I think it might even be a sweep because Dallas is just such an amazing team. And uh, you know, going into the East here, Islanders and the Hurricanes. I think the bunch of jerks are going to become a bunch of jokes once uh, once Barry Trot, you know, Stanley Cup coach, fucking destroys. Carolina, and uh, you know, all right, in Columbus, Columbus, Boston, you know, uh, Marchand and his antics from last year have not been forgotten on my end, and also, uh, I think Columbus has actually pretty been pretty fascinating to watch them and play throughout the end of the season and just barely get into the the playoffs in general. So you know, um, I think I'm gonna go with uh, with Columbus on this one, but uh, you know, as we're recording this game one of this series is playing and we'll, we'll have a look into that right now since we're here yeah i just took a look i think they're going to overtime no way tied at two heck yeah two two going into ot i hope uh hope columbus makes their moves and shows them who's who's uh who's who's boss there right on so there's your round uh round two predictions for the 2019 stanley cup playoffs from two guys who two guys who know absolutely what they're talking about all right, so uh, today's episode went pretty well, I'd say. How do you think there, Wolf? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're doing right. <laughs> uh, I just kind of like zoned out for a second, then I heard my name, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so uh, today's episode went pretty well. What do you think, Wolf? Yeah, I mean, we were uh, pretty all over the board there, but uh, it was good to talk about a lot of different topics and uh, try out some different formats and try and find our way a little bit as we get deeper into the podcast. And, you know, I think it'll be really helpful, too, because uh, re- if we have a bad episode, we seem to get reviews, so, you know, just trying to get those ratings in. So Yeah, we're just trying to play off the Apple podcast algorithms. That's it. Apple, I'm coming for you. Tim Cook... I'll bring you down. Well, that got violent. Where can they find us on social media? Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at no name underscore pod. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Captain Crunch with a K7. That's Captain Crunch 7. My social media is pretty easy to find. Just search up the Ben Collective on Facebook and you'll see pretty much everything there. And you should be able to go from there. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Or not. I really don't care. <laughs>